Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. I'm here today with a friend of mine that's local here in Colorado, uh, Liz Wendling. And Liz is also a sales expert on the Sales Expert channel. So that's where we really uh, met. And I'm so excited because this is a, a fellow sales extraordinaire and also wants to tell the story of uh, Living a Better Story. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you here, Liz. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to talk. Great, great, great time in in uh, in the world right now. So I like to go back first, and well, before we do that, tell us about your company. What what are you currently doing and working on in life? Well, I have a company. I have a sales consulting and sales coaching company, and I work with people who love what they do but hate to sell. And that's their exact words. They love their job but they hate to sell, and they've convinced themselves that. All they have to do is talk to people and connect with people and sales will magically fall in their lap. And they don't realize it takes a little more work than that to actually pull people into your world and have strong, powerful conversations with people that eventually move to business. It's not just about chit chat. There is a process to get people to engage with you and ultimately do business with you. Sure. The, the build it and they will come model doesn't work all the time. Not at all. Selling. We've got to have an ideal client profile and, and to start conversations with people who may or may not need what you have, but we're responsible for generating that. If we're waiting for business to come to us, it's going to be a long wait. <laughs> yeah, got it. Well, I'm curious because what I like to do on these podcasts is really understand your, where'd you come from? Like, how did you get from there to here? And so the best way to do that is to go back to the young age, like six, seven, eight years old. You know, when you woke up in the morning, what were you passionate about? At uh, memories? Well, I was a little Jersey girl. Let's put it that way. I am a Colorado girl now. I've been here 27 years, but boy, is my little inner Jersey girl still alive and well. And she comes out when I need her. But my little six-year-old Jersey girl was, loved anything, absolutely anything that allowed me to be active, to be moving. I was a very social and busy and active little kid. I liked everyone. I liked everyone on our block. I was friends with everyone up and down the block and every other, every way around. And 
it was never diagnosed, but I'm pretty certain, Chad, that I had a little bit of ADD or ADHD. And it got in the way growing up a little bit because I did have some trouble concentrating, but it, little did I know that it would serve me well in my adult life. But mm. my, my little six-year-old was, I, and I close my eyes and I think of her, she smiled a lot. Every picture, she was posing and just had her hands on her hip. I, I was sassy. And that little part of me actually is the woman I am today. I am sassy. I do have a lot of energy. I do like to talk to people, but there was a portion of my life that I was told that wasn't good enough. Or, you know what, that's, can't you be like your sisters? Or, you know what, you talk too much or you're too this. And I, I squashed my natural ability to be myself because other people told me that wasn't good to be the way that you are. Mm, and that's that's what I've been discovering having launched Living a Better Story mm. and having we now held our second um, get together. We uh -huh. called it a retreat and we're renaming it to an intensive Ooh, because like it's 12 hour days for four oh. days in a row. Yeah. And in in all of the different exercises that you do with the group, you really start to recognize that we do have an, a unique fingerprint and it's yeah. our responsibility to, to lean into that and figure out what it is and then have fun with it. Yeah. You know? And to think that I listened to other people tell me I wasn't who I was supposed to be. And I, I listened for many years, heck, probably a few decades. That's not good enough. You need to be quiet. You need to read more. You need to do this. So I kept thinking there was something wrong with me until I gave myself permission to do my personal development work, to find a church that lit me up all those things that started pulling back those layers of, wait a second, this is that little six-year-old that I used to love so much and who always had so much fun. And piece by piece, layer by layer, I was able to be that little six-year-old in an adult body, tempered with knowledge and insight and all that other stuff that helps to bring those two together. That's cool. So founders and CEOs who don't have that level of personality, you can teach a little bit, but little at the bit. same time, you know, hey, you can also hire someone like Liz, who can <laughs> be exactly the personality that she's meant to be and be, be a sales leader and a sales trainer and a salesperson. So I think that's important too, right? If you're doing yeah. something that's so far out of your comfort zone, it's okay to stretch, but at the same time, if it's night and day, you know, sometimes you have to look in the mirror and recognize. I, I do a lot of work with attorneys and so many of them, some of them have that, that little, they just need a few tweaks of the dial for them to show up as their real selves and be comfortable being that human being behind the attorney. And then others are like, nope, don't do it, won't do it. Get, I, I won't even touch the S word. They don't want to sell anything. And I can show them a new way and help them see that new way, but they they have to be willing to walk through that door and, and use the tools. And, but some of them say, nope, I'm going to hire that out. And I appreciate that. They know their limit and they're not going to put themselves in a position that they're going to lose business versus win it. Sure. Yep. And, and you can do that in unique ways these days. A percent of sale, uh, you don't have to write big checks for a base salary. There's what, 250 million people in the world that are, you know, working. Yep. So out of that many, you could probably find someone who would be a good fit for that type. No of doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so the next thing I like to kind of uncover is, is there something that you had to struggle with? Like a mountain at that at the time felt like, man, how am I going to get over that thing? 
And then, you know, looking back, you look back, you go, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or it made me the person that I am. Um, any of those kinds of struggles that you're comfortable with sharing? Two jump, jump out. But one, of course, is p- to piggyback on what I said, is that being compared to other people who apparently were doing it better than me or more right than me, the you can't be, you got to be quiet, you got to be still, you can't talk so much, all of that that, oh my God, how am I supposed to be something other than I'm, than I'm supposed to be? And it was a struggle because when you squash who you really are and when you tamp down who you really are, you do things so far out of, you've, you've lost that inner, that inner knowing because if my inner knowing is telling me this is who I am, but everyone else is telling me wrong, my rudders were off and I did stupid things and I got involved in stupid things and I, 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 I got in trouble and a lot of trouble. And it was the kind of stuff because I lost the connection with myself. So it, that's sort of a little painful to me when I look back and I think, holy, wow, did I really steer off course? And then it, the minute I go to that painful memory, I think of gratitude because I'm so grateful that I have that as something I could always look back on where I know when I'm off kilter. I know in a moment, I know I, I feel it in the moment when something isn't right because I tuned back into that inner knowing that's always there and it's there for everyone. But all my family members, they tried to beat that out of me, literally, and in some cases. And so that's it was, it's painful, but it's a beautiful memory because of how, who it's made me today. It's made me realize I knew all along but I didn't listen to myself. But as a little girl, you don't know that you're you're really right. You don't know that. We're not taught that. We're not taught to truly listen to our soul and our hearts. That's awesome. There was a one person who came on the event this last trip, and we do this vision exercise and your purpose. And there's four different areas. And you know the arrow was kind of up and to the right by this person who was leading the course, and the person went back to his, you know, back in the room, came back an hour later and was like, I get, I, I go into bad places when I think about that. And they're like, I just, I can't, I can't be bothered with that kind of thought. Yeah. And so they left a blank whiteboard and I was like, awesome. That's actually, that's, that's your thing is Uh that it's sometimes okay to be a creative person and just not know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's okay. Like if that's where your zone of genius is, then, you know, every day a new white paper unveils and it gets papered out. Right. And then my son at the end of the event said, he, when we had to kind of recap what it is you picked up, who are you? He said, I am a book waiting to be written. And he's 19 years old. Oh, my drop. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's perfect. You know, sometimes you don't know what's next. That's right. And you Especially just what, in the last year and a half, we have no idea. This pandemic showed us that things can change on a dime, big time. And it's who we are at our core that allows us to move with the ship going in the right direction versus off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and to your point about being rudderless, it put my rudders back on the ship to a level where I'm like, you know what, I do have some pretty firm beliefs in life and I'm yep. going to stand by those beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're not, and, and no one's wrong and no one's right. It's like, I, I ask people to allow me to be who I am and think what I think. 
I'm happy to listen to someone's opinion, but don't tell me I'm wrong for being who I am. I got that enough as a kid. I'm not dealing yeah, with it. I'm not doing that anymore. Right? Not anymore. That's right. Um, so thinking now uh, in your, whether it's in your day job or things you like to do for fun, um, what are you passionate about in the kind of work you do or just who you hang out with? Well, I, I now, I'm constantly speaking, I'm constantly teaching, I'm constantly moving, I'm doing all that stuff in my business for myself. I am a speaker, I am a teacher, and I feel like sometimes I'm a preacher. Um, and I do that for a living. And I'm so passionate about helping people, like at the at top of the recording, is helping people see that sales isn't the way sales used to be. I don't care if you're an attorney, a web designer, or you're a cake designer for a living. We, do, we all have to sell. If we have something that we'd like someone to pay us for, there's a process for having to be able to, to be able to sell your services or your products. And I like to take people for who they are, their personality, their style, what lights them up, the way they talk, the way they would naturally be in a conversation versus putting them in a one size fits all. Here's how people sell, figure it out and make it work. No, it's getting into the human being and who they are and what makes them tick. Because if I can get there, then that's that ripple effect out. If I can help you change your business and, and you can go out and help other people do the same thing. There's a beautiful ripple effect that happens. And I like to be the, the one who throws the stone to create that ripple. It's funny. We were just talking about that at the end of last week, the ripple. And oh it's, yeah? Yeah. It's really funny. We were even joking about it. Rich, my CRO was with us on the event uh -huh. and, and, you know, he kind of said, well, it has to be a calm lake in order to make a ripple. And I was like, well, wait a minute, but what if it's a rough ocean and you can throw such a big rock in it, yes. it still makes a ripple. <laughs> we're, we're having an interesting tug of war on that yeah. war with words on that. Oh, that's fun. That's a good conversation. But no matter what, we have the ability to throw that in there and watch it. Sometimes it's, I, I do a lot of Zoom calls. Sometimes it's just someone going, oh yeah, I never thought, wow, I could say it like that or Oh, that's exactly how I would talk. How did you get that out of me? And just a little bit, even just that creates that ripple all the way to someone saying, Liz, I used everything you taught me and now I've doubled my business. That's the big ripple. But my goal is to just know that every day I get to wake up and create those for people, including myself. I get to create my own ripples. Well, let's let's share a few ripples. So maybe while we're here, okay. <laughs> so let's do a sales ripple. Okay. Um, what's the one that I really like on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being I'm ready to sign up today and one being pound sand, I'm never talking to you again. Where are you? Right. And then uh -huh. the customers, well, I'm a six. Interesting. So what do you think it would take to move from a six to a 10? Right. And then they'll tell you what the missing gap is. Yep. And, and it's so easy to forget that one. I probably haven't used that in a year. <laughs> but now I will. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because you want to find out where somebody is in that moment. And what I always say in that same situation is, let's talk that through. Let's see if there's something missing in our conversation that would move you from a six to a 10. Is there anything coming to your mind that would, that would, would help you get there? Let's talk that through. And now it becomes a conversation, not a technique. Because sometimes... 
salespeople yes. or professionals. Yeah, you have to be careful yes, of, that it doesn't sound fun. gimmicky. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, it's funny. Speaking of gimmicks, uh, my good friend, Alice Hyman, who I'm sure you know. I know Alice. Yep. She was on a call with us yesterday on a Zoom. Oh. And her subject she's been using is, should I stay or should I go? And she's getting a hundred percent reply rate. And she'll go, I thought we had some good conversations with this. I thought that, you know, should I stay or should I go? And she's like, I get a hundred percent reply rate on that one. <laughs> Thanks, Alice. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. But keep it secret, she said. So I'm okay. not, <laughs> we're not sharing this with the sales audience today. We're sharing this with our other audience. Well, <laughs> one of my favorites is the F word. And whenever I talk about the F word at a conference, I could see eyes open up like, oh crap, where's she going? And it isn't the word you're thinking of, it's follow-up. And these days, people are either doing poor follow-up, no follow-up, too much follow-up, crappy follow-up. It, it's just bad follow-up all over the place. We're effing people all over the place. I'm just following up, I'm just following up, I'm just touching base, reaching out. Nobody wants to have their base touched. Nobody wants to be followed up on. They want to continue a conversation that they had with you that was strong and robust and great. They don't want to be followed up on. So when I'm teaching my clients is no one drops the F-bomb anymore. No more following up, touching base, reaching out and checking in. Doesn't move people off of the needle because everyone in the planet is using those words. It mm. isn't enough to re-energize a conversation that may have stopped two weeks ago. How do you kick up enough dust to be able to get that person re-energized? And it's not a just following up email. Some people like following up the word follow up so much, they put it in their subject line, which further aggravates people because they know what it means. Just following up is code for, hey, pal, are you ready to move? Are you going to sign this contract? We talked about doing something. Let's keep this going. And it there's a little bit of inherent force in that language versus having a conversation, uh, using language that softens the waters and they're okay with re-engaging with you. Doesn't feel like you're pushing. You're actually just stirring things up in a nicer way. The best reps that I've worked with will actually come to me as CEO and say, hey, Chad, I assume you have something that's interesting in the market right now. Would you mind going to this person that we talked to two weeks ago in a sales cycle because they've kind of gone a little bit dark? Yeah. So I'll just send something that says, hey, Liz, thought of you recently based on our last dialogue. Have you seen this white paper? Check out page 42. Yeah. Right. And you have to be extremely specific. So it's not just, I thought you might like this entire white paper. Yeah, that's 1995. Yeah. You nuanced it a little bit and said, hey, paragraph two really hits the nail on the head of what we were talking about two weeks ago. Right. And reps can do that too, right? You don't have to enroll oh, yeah. your manager or That's the CEO right. of the company, but reps can absolutely do that as well. So, And I like to start my emails off with, hey, Bob, in our last conversation or the last time that we met, I call it the rewind technique. You and I talked about this, or we, we made a commitment to do this, or you mentioned that. And I take them right back to the scene of what just last happened. I'm not just following up because that's just flat out annoying. <laughs> so that's my F word. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> I like it. Um, this one, I probably think you may have a, a blank stare on this one, but okay. we'll go do it anyway. Go and that it. is what would change everything for you? 
because I think you're living in the lane. So oh, man, you know. Chad, if you asked me this two years ago, I'd have a dozen answers. Right now, I have never felt more aligned, more in love with life, more I am in the right place at the right time doing the right thing than I have ever felt in my entire life. And I feel like COVID was a blessing in my life for a lot of things that happened in my life. The, the pauses that it gave me, the thoughts it gave me, and the vision it created for me that I can be and do and have anything I want, and I don't have to work my butt off for it. I don't, I used to think I had to work 75 to 90 hours a week. Now I don't. When you're aligned, you work less. That's, yeah. that's what's yeah. happening and for you me. You don't have to make as much. And then when you, when you don't have to make as much money, then it's funny how it turns out that sometimes you do. That's what happened, <laughs> you're Chad. So aligned, right? Yes, I was so aligned, and and I knew exactly the kind of person in my head that I wanted to attract into my business, and they started showing up. It's as, it's as if I unlocked the door and they were already there waiting, but I held the key to them coming in. And it wasn't until alignment happened where I lined up inner Liz and outer Liz, and when they met together, ta-da! But uh, well, okay. then let's let's pivot to that. Think okay. about you said two years ago, you asked me and it'd be 20, 20 different answers. If someone else is listening to this today and they're out of alignment, uh -huh. is there anything you can consciously put a finger on and say, here's what I did and here's what I recommend you do? 100%. I did what I should have done when I was six and that stopped listening to everyone out there who says, you got to do this, you got to do that. If you're not on video, you're losing money. And if you're the do, 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 and I turned it into who do I want to be? So I didn't ask the question, what do I need to do? What do I need to do out there? First, I said, who do I want to be before I go do the do? And so I stopped listening to the gurus and the people who pound their fists and say, you have to do it this way or you're never going to be successful. And I said, wait a second, I know what I'm doing. I knew at six, I knew what I was doing, but everyone else told me I was, I shouldn't be doing that. And it wasn't until I started listening to me, the biggest guru of all, I'm my biggest guru. And that, and, and but that's not to say I don't ask for help when I don't need it. I know when I'm stuck with something and I have a coach on standby with that, some of those things I need to work through, or I'm stuck with something, or I can't get over a hurdle. I'm smart enough to know who to go to now, who will give me the answers or help me walk through an answer that normally I would think I had to go out to the world to get that answer. Wow, that is such a good answer. Was it you who posted recently on Facebook a picture of a guy with a chain between him holding another guy with the chain running the other direction? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so, but I think I know the one that you're talking about, and that's it. It's that it chain. was like you've got to get rid of the old you yes. in order to get into the new you. Yep. And I'm just like thinking about my my kids are about both kids will be in college by the end of this year. Oh my gosh. And so now I'm thinking like, okay, that piece of it, what really excites me is being in the mountains and skiing. Mm -hmm. And so I only go 10 or 12 days a year because I'm here and the mountains are there. Well, what if I was there? <laughs> you know? But giving yeah. up the vicinity of where I am and driving yeah. an hour and a half, there's this, well, my parents are here, my brother's here, yep. my kids are here. And then I start to realize, well, my kids would probably come see me more from college if I was in the mountains. That's right. <laughs> so figuring out who you want to be 
and yeah. who you are. It's not even who you want to be. It's just mm-hmm. figuring out who you are. That's right. And have you heard the term be, do, have? Yes, yes. And oh, that really resonated with me probably about a year and a half ago. It's who do I want to be? And then that helps me discover exactly the lane I want to be in and what I want to do. Then I get to have everything I want to have. But they go in that order. You cannot change the order of these. Yes. All right. All right. Caveat. Yeah, you can. But you'll work really, really hard if you change the order. You'll have to, you'll wake up in the middle of the night in the cold sweat wondering how you're going to pay your mortgage, or you'll worry constantly about where your next meal is coming from or paycheck. Do it the other way around. Do it in the order it's aligned to be and watch what happens. Well, I worked with TK Cater from uh, X-Tout app and then Marketo and then Adobe. And uh-huh. now he's consulting with people and helping businesses. Um, he does this thing every weekend and it, he wrote a book called how to punch the Sunday jitters in the face. Oh, I like that. Because a lot of people get that. Oh no, I'm going into a new week. What am I going to do? Go. Yeah. So it's, it's a simple little note card that says, what did I do? And what am I going to do? Right. And you can do it on a Sunday afternoon or do it on a Monday morning or Friday, whenever. Yeah. And if you just start looking back to what I did, and then to celebrate, you have a little gratitude, like, oh, I signed a $17,000 deal. Woohoo. Yeah. And then you go in and you say, okay, what am I going to do? And you fill your calendar with a couple of those strategic right. points. All of a sudden at 52 week point, you've just, you've just done what you wanted to be by that, doing it. That's that. right. And talk about when someone shows up and that be, be, do, have, you know it. I think they have a, that extra little piece in them that it's like, I don't know what you've got, but I like it. Or I don't know why I'm so drawn to you, but you got something going on, girl. That's when I know I'm aligned. When someone says, we were just talking to four other people and then you show up at the 29th hour and now you changed everything. And it wasn't because I did anything. It was who I was being in the moment when I was with them, asking the kind of questions that made them think. And I was just being me. Yeah. But a prepared me, a prepared me, not a, let me just be me. No, it's a prepared Liz who knows the path that she's on and it's aligned, prepared and being myself. Okay, now let's ask the future state question. So this one's the, you know, be, do, have, I guess this is part of the, in the future, if it's three years from today, you're back on podcast. And I say, tell me about the last three years. What do you say? Oh, Chad, I can't believe the stuff that's happened in the last three years. I took the business that I had three years ago and I created two different programs, one for business owners, one for attorneys that have allowed me to have my business run on autopilot. And I am I have a house in North Carolina and a house in Colorado, and I'm spending time with my family more than ever and enjoying my niece and nephew's baseball games and gymnastics meets. And I'm spending time with the people I love so much more than I ever had. Oh, that's good. That And that, my friend, is the key to all of this is investing the time with the people that we love. Ugh, and I'm going next week to do so. And so I, and my voice might crack when I say this, but I haven't seen my family in two years because of the pandemic, because my mom, my dad, and my sister all had cancer in 2020, all three of them doing chemo. I couldn't go home and bring anything home to them. I couldn't chance it. 
So they're all in the clear. We've all been cleared and I get to see them and hug them for the first time in two years. And I can hardly contain myself. I packed my suitcase two weeks ago because I was so excited. <laughs> oh, that is so neat. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are the hard parts. When my son went into the hospital for a three week period. I remember that. Luckily, yeah. like the day we went to check in was the day they said, okay, now you can have two visitors like that day. And I was oh. like, Thank you, God. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It all turned out uh, really well as yeah. as healing has come come about. So, yay, yay. Yes. Um. All right. Last question is uh, around faith. What role does faith play in your journey in your oh, life? Oh, baby, a big one. It's a big one for me. And in the past, it wasn't a big thing for me. And it was one of those those bucket that bucket that was always available and it was always full, but I never went anywhere near it. And I grew up Catholic and was forced to go to church. It was more of that, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I did my part. And then I took a big break, break from church. And it was about 16 years ago when I finally started waking up to, to my spiritual growth and my faith, when I finally committed to, I want to be the best version of me that I could possibly be. And I knew I couldn't do it alone. I knew that. I knew that even though I had the trust in myself and in my heart and in my inner being, I knew I needed something else. So for me, it's being able to finally go back to church now and be in a community of people that we wave to each other, we hug each other, we get to see each other, and we're all like-minded people growing and learning and supporting one another. There's something about that Oh, did I miss that? I mean, I missed my family and I miss church just as much of that knowing that you walk into the doors of the church and you, it's as if somebody feels like they picked you up and put you in their arms. Corny, but true for me. And it is a big part of my journey. And I pray and I meditate every day that I couldn't have a day so powerful and strong and so aligned if I didn't set myself up every morning to get on that path. Cause every morning we have a choice. I could stay on it or I could veer off of it. Wow. Well, it's interesting because my back started hurting two years ago. So uh -huh. I went and played golf and I had to lay down one time in the middle of the course with my dad. I'm like stretching. And he's like, what are you doing? And he didn't even say, do you feel okay? It was, I was like, dad, come on now. Like I'm hurting here. You yeah. know, I'm in my middle age. What's going yeah. on? Come and on. so it got so bad that finally I went to a chiropractor uh -huh. And, and I went to one and they said, you really got to like commit to this, not just one and done. Yep. And I was like, well, no. So I did three and then I was better and it okay. worked for like a year. And then it's yep. back to golf the next year and ah, it's hurting again. So this time I said, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to commit to this. So it started out two times a week. Now it's down to one time a week mm -hmm. and I can golf again. I can sleep at night and it doesn't hurt my back. Yeah. And I look at the same way with spirituality, right? Physical fitness, um, health, like the chiropractor and spiritual fitness. So we're launching this app, 77 Pray, that's going to cause you to remember that, right? Especially if you're new to praying. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and, and you say, oh, it'll give you a little buzz on your phone. Oh, did I pray yet? Did I read this Bible verse? That's a random oh, verse. Yeah. Did I Did I pray at the end of the day? And there's some other features like, I have a prayer for my son, you know, and that's really what caused me to build this app. Oh. So imagine pushing something out that says, you know, my mom's going through cancer. I could use your prayer support. And all of a sudden 
10,000 people say, yep, I just prayed for you last night. Oh, that just be my heart. That's beautiful because that's that there's the power in that there's power in numbers and power when that energy is being shared. I, oh, that it worked. I mean, it, it, when he went into the last day of surgery and his nose was like, wait a minute, it went from, it went from okay to really bad in seven days. And then he does the surgery and then seven days in, they start taking the bandages off and you're like, you know, eagerly waiting, like, is this going to be okay? And it was like, wait a minute, all you have is a tiny little scuff on the end of your nose. And and my prayer was make it so that there's no way to describe this other than a miracle. And I, I, you know, I teased God, you're not supposed to make him show you those kinds of wacky things, but it worked. (laughs) Oh, what a beautiful ask. That is gorgeous. That's really, really beautiful. Yeah. So if you're going through tough times in life, you know, sometimes all you got to do is pray about it. Ask. I mean, I, that was really all I can do. They were in North Carolina and I was here and I was nowhere. I was months and months and months turned out to be two years away from being able to be in their presence. But every day they got the energy of me here and I know it made it over to them. I know it did. I know my thoughts and prayers and wishes got to them. Well, I'm going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina within a week and a half. So that'd be funny. If we may cross paths. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, Liz, really fabulous talking with you as always. Thanks for coming on the Living a Better Story podcast. Oh, yeah, thank you for making my day. I feel great after talking to you. Outstanding. Well, make it a great one. And thank you everybody for joining Living a Better Story podcast. If people want to reach you, Liz, how can they get in touch with you? They can go right to my website at lizwendling.com. And I also have some books on Amazon if they want to check me out there. Lizwendling.com. Thank you, Chad. All right. Thank you, everybody. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.